What's going on, beautiful people? Happy Tuesday to you. Welcome to Dear Mama Part 2. If you guys are watching, I'm in my humble abode. And to be completely honest, whether you're watching or listening, uh, I'm a bit under the weather, not my full self. Uh, I have a splitting migraine that feels like a ice pick right here. So... Um, I don't have it right now, otherwise there's no way I could even see the camera, uh, but it's been on and off the last 48 hours, in which it's mainly been on. And of those 48 hours, I think I've slept 37. <laughs> I like, can't do anything but sleep in a dark room, no noise. It's been like pretty wild. But anyways, no excuses. The show must go on. <clears throat> Mamba mentality. So this little intro, I wanted to kind of like touch on a few things that were in part one of Dear Mama. And I don't really think I've explained them correctly or, or in depth. And after watching it a couple of times, I realized I had to kind of, I owe you guys a, a little bit of an explanation. Um, so I have my notes here, but first things first, um, I, I want to give, and I should have gave this disclaimer and, and I wish I would have said it in front of my mom, but my therapist told me last June when I was really dealing with some bitterness, resentness, resentness, come on now, resentfulness, um, I'm trying. And he said, your mom did the best she could and it wasn't enough and that's okay. And I had just added to that with, I'll take it from here. So to everybody out there, you know, in case you deal with a lot of what I deal with with my parents, um, let's say this together. Our parents did the best they could. It wasn't enough, and that's okay, because we got it from here. I also want to make it very clear, as I've been realizing through all these therapy sessions throughout the years and everything that I've been doing, I truly believe, and this is my personal opinion, that we are responsible for our our own triggers, not who caused them or who created them. So they've happened. And not to be insensitive, right? But they happened. They happened in the past. We know how it feels. We know how quick we can remember those feelings and how quick, you know, something or someone can spark them. But we're responsible for healing those triggers through work, through constant work, which is something I've been doing. And it's something that I I try to implement almost on every episode in some way, shape or form, whether it's with a guest, solo, my wife, etc. And obviously my mom was, you know, kind of a good example of that. Um, I used to blame her for a lot of things, mainly the things that I didn't have. And it got to a point where I was more focused on what I didn't have than what I did receive. And it caused a lot of feels. Uh, I don't know another word or way to explain it with my mom. And again, the bitterness was, was there. The resentfulness, the anger in all honesty, was there um, for a lot of years. And I know my mom is, is sorry for a lot, you know, that went down and, and um, I'm sure she wished she, she could have done more, etc. But my childhood, my relationship with my mom, past, present and future, um, it is what it is. And for the future, we are going to try to make it the best that we can, you know, possibly make it and not just live on what we didn't have or what we didn't give each other. You know, it's it's about a positive mindset. I also wanted to touch on how v- 
very obvious it was for my mom to repeat instead of repair, especially when it comes to giving love. As you heard her, she said, you know, my parents gave me love. They showed me love by buying me things. And she just repeated that with me. And for a while there, that's what I was doing with my daughter. And that's what I was doing in relationships. I would just buy gifts. And then I would also expect to receive gifts, not so much from my daughter, but in romantic relationships, I would always think, well, they didn't really get me, you know, what I wanted or, or as much as I wanted. And do, do they love me? I would question it all based on gifts. So if there was ever a example, no offense, mom, if there was ever an example of repeating what you don't repair, it was in this case scenario where um, it was it it was and it is easy just to keep repeating because sometimes it's just all you know, right? Until you don't. Another thing I wanted to touch on is a lot of the comments, which by the way, I should have started there. My apologies. The comments and feedback from this episode have literally been incredible. They've been amazing. They've touched my heart, my mom's as well, my family's in ways that I, I could never have imagined. I mean, I I didn't really have expectations for that episode. <laughs> um, I, I kind of went into it in like a selfish way. Um, I just wanted to get to know my mom. Um, I wanted to try to heal. I wanted to definitely understand and to learn and to grow. And um, we accomplished all that. But in the meantime, we also um, really gave a lot to the audience. And I'm just so, so grateful and so thankful for that. And again, thank you for all the beautiful messages and the personal stories that you all shared. Um, again, nothing, nothing short of amazing. So thank you for that. Thank you for that vulnerability as much as everyone kept saying the vulnerability in this episode, the transparency in this episode, well, you guys gave it right back to us. So we appreciate that. And some of the comments that I was seeing were, you know, that, that you all wanted to have these conversations with your mom, with your father, with your parents. And I, I just, I just want to forewarn you all the conversation that you saw transpire last week and what you'll see right now. This took years in the making. I mean, like a lot of years, a lot of years of therapy, a lot of trial and error and <laughs> um, disappointment. I can go on and on. So I just, I, I just want to manage everyone's expectations. Like don't think, Oh, JD and his mom could do it. I can too. Like maybe, but I know for, for us and as, as deep as that conversation was, and actually as you're about to see now, to me, it went deeper. Um, and we could have went even further, but we'll save it for another day. This took a lot of years of work. It took a lot of years of accepting and forgiveness and understanding and understanding that I won't understand and being okay with that, accepting that. So before in the past, even with my dad too, I would go into those conversations demanding answers and being very upset for what I didn't get and very resentful and bitter and just did not go about it the right way. My approach and delivery were trash <laughs> to say the least. So I just want everyone to know like this takes time. It really takes time and it takes the right delivery system and it takes a lot of patience and again, a lot of forgiveness. So I just wanted to give that disclaimer, but a couple more notes and maybe just some suggestions for you off. If you're still considering having these conversations with them, approach the conversation with a genuine want to know them and not just trying to get answers to your questions. Um, Everybody loves to talk. Like, hopefully you understand that now with this podcast and all these other podcasts out here. Everybody loves to talk and everyone loves to hear themselves talk. So just ask questions, probe questions. Um, do your part in 
maybe finding the pieces to the puzzles that your parents may not be able to find. That's exactly what I did. I I really genuinely wanted to get to know my mom. There were some things that you all heard that I heard for the first time. You know, I had no clue about the the length and and depth of racism that was in my family. Actually, um, after the episode, I talked to my sister for almost two hours and she gave me further information that was even harder to hear. So, um, you know, it's it's a matter of just genuinely wanting to get to know them. And for me, as, as I preach on here all the time, it stems from childhood. So it was all about trying to find out the ins and outs of my mom's childhood, how she was raised, what she got, what she didn't get. And obviously, as we all found out, she didn't get a lot. And look what happened in, in the, the years that were to transpire. Another thing I wrote down was be respectful, patient and understanding. Know that you don't have to get everything out in one sitting. <laughs> I wrote that down. Now I'm realizing because um, I have no patience. I'm, I'm really trying to work on it, but it's very hard for me to have patience. That's why I've been starting to play golf again. <laughs> and um, in the past, I used to always try to get every answer I could right then and there, thinking like, well, if this is the last time we ever talk, you know, I'm going to get it all out. <laughs> that was my approach. And I do not recommend that at all. Um, there can be levels, there can be stages, there can be timestamps to this episode of you and your parents again, or you and your mom and you and your dad. So just be patient with it. And again, be respectful. They did the best that they could and it wasn't enough and that's okay. Right? It's, it's back to that mindset. Oh, another thing I wrote down was be intentional with your conversation and more importantly, your expectations. So don't attack. Instead, come from a curious, intriguing mindset. So in the past, I would have these wild expectations of, you know, going into those conversations with, I would get all the clarity and understanding that I ever wanted. Like, right. So like 25, 30 years, 34 years, all in one hour of a conversation like that was my expectation and I was constantly disappointed so manage expectations in this um, I remember when I talked to my dad uh, in 2010 it was probably the most in-depth hard difficult conversation we've ever had and I came from an attack mindset like I was pissed and I just attacked him and he was very defensive Rightfully so. And after that conversation, we didn't talk for two or three years more. So again, I do not recommend anyone coming. Don't don't have the conversation if you're already upset, right? Like take your time, process it, try to journal out or voice note out any anger that you may have so you get it somewhat out of your system. You're not approaching the conversation with that type of um, energy. And again, just try to be respectful of them. And know that as I've learned, through these conversations with my mom, it's not easy to have. You know, like, I have no problem having any uncomfortable conversation. I mean, this is episode, I think, 37. So 37 episodes have been at some way, shape, or form uncomfortable. Even when I'm solo, it's uncomfortable. So I'm okay with it, but I had to learn that not everyone is. So the first part, and kind of this part of the episode, we were very surface to start with you know I tried to ease my mom into it and probe with with certain easy questions for her to answer and I tried to get deep I I tried to dig a little bit uh, in a healthy way and I I just was picking up what she was putting down which was like not really trying to go that far and um, 
kind of deflecting some some answers and and that's fine you know again not everything needs to be hashed out right here and right now so just remember to really be patient with this and really respect the person for even showing up to be willing to have this type of dialogue with you because again it's not easy Uh, again i just wanted to um really try to explain a couple things here um there will be more episodes with my mom in the future for sure and i'm definitely going to have one with my dad as well which will be very interesting but i'm looking forward to it uh the other reason why i wanted to have these conversations with my mom um was to grow was to really grow it was really to um put all the years of therapy to the test to see if it's all really working i know for a fact even by watching that episode over and editing it for hours that God, I've, I've grown so much in this department. I've, I've learned so much. I've, I've developed more patience for my mom, more love and understanding for my mom, empathy for my mom. And I didn't have that before. And I'm just, um, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm like patting myself on the back right now. I rarely do this, but I just really realized that I've come such a long way in very difficult experiences and moments and my history with my family mainly my mom and my dad um, are exactly that very difficult emotional uncomfortable and just very hard to have very difficult and challenging so I'm proud of myself I'm proud of her and I'm proud of us for getting to where we are today and like I said my my whole goal too was to make sure I had these conversations while we can because we never know what the future holds so Thank you so much for all the warm messages, the comments. I I truly can't say enough. My heart is is pouring over. It's just it's just unbelievably incredible to receive all of that. And just from a conversation that you all were just a fly on the wall between my mom and I. So I thank you so much. It was a reminder of how grateful I am. And how blessed I am to, to have this platform, to have this community in you all. And it is getting so strong and it's getting so big. And it's just so genuine and pure. I saw, you know, also a lot of comments of people responding back to one another, sharing similar situations. So uh, I'm just, thank you. I'm just so grateful. Okay, I hope you enjoy this part of the episode, part two. There's some bonus content at the end where actually I'm reading a lot of the comments um, from YouTube mainly, and I, I get a little emotional because it, again, just touched my heart in ways I could never have imagined. So, all right, I'm out of here. I got to lay down. It's just terrible. If, by the way, if anyone has any tips for migraines, please help your boy out. I never get them. It's my first time in like 15 years, and it is knocking your boy out. So, Feel free to write those in the comments or DM me on Instagram because this is this sucks. Anyways, I love you all. I'm sending so much love and light to you. Please receive this part too well. And I'm just wishing you all nothing but the best should you try to have these conversations with your parents. And I really hope that the outcome from it is better than, than what it was going into it. So from me to you, love and light. Thank you so much.
almost done. Another another question I have for you, Mom. So here I am, thirty four. I live in L.A. Father, husband. Did you ever think or wonder what I would amount to, what I would become? If so, is this anything close? I mean, I was a very shy, introverted kid. <laughs> um, so maybe not modeling, maybe because of, you know, like you said, my looks, but um, just my personality, anything, anything. Well, I do remember when you went to Paris. Yeah. For the Paris fashion show. Yeah. Whatever it was called at the time. Mm-hmm. And I remember when I saw the pictures, the video that you actually had. Yeah. And I said to myself then, this is what he will be, a model mm. for the rest of his life. I, I really thought you were going to become this big famous model. Wow. Like a Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah. You know, Mark Jacobs. Or, mm-hmm. you know, because I knew you loved to do that. Because back then you really did. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I was really happy about it. I thought it would be great. Marriage... I mean, I always wanted you, of course, to get married and to have kids and a family mm-hmm. life. Um, and with Adriana, and I, I see what kind of father you are with her. Mm-hmm. I always, and even now, believe that everything is coming together for you. Mm. You know, I, uh, again, just really, before the modeling, no, I never thought you'd become a model. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. people used to say, he should be a model or he should go to modeling school and have you. Yeah. Um, no, I never thought. I thought really at first you were going to be a basketball player. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I really did. I can remember when you used to say, Mom, I'm going to be a professional basketball player like Michael Jordan Yeah. when you were little. And you were going to buy me a car for every day of the week in a different color. <laughs> I remember those talks. But anyway, so I guess I did think somewhat that yeah. you would be a professional basketball player. Yeah. But then, like I said, when the modeling happened, I, I really believed that that's what you would be. Yeah. You know, I thought you would just travel the world and keep modeling. Yeah. Well, that's what I do love about uh, my job is I get to travel the world, uh, meet amazing people. And I've met some Chad, you know, I've, yes. I've met yes. um, Aaron. Great my buddy. friends. Yeah, a lot of friends. And I also left out, I forgot this too, um, a favorite moment of mine was Italy. Oh, I don't know how the hell I forgot that. Yeah, that was, um, <sighs> which was another moment, uh, affection moment that we had. That was a very long embrace. Um, tears. Oh God, do you remember that? Yeah, I know I do. Oh God, it was just phenomenal. I mean, everything. It's <laughs> just, it's an unbelievable book. I was sitting here thinking, my God. I mean, I have this. Forever. Yeah. I'm not with this. Such a happy moment. Oh my God, it's never baby. Thank you, Justin, so much. Oh my God, I love you too. I just. You're making me cry. I can't explain to you. Like, I I, I don't know if I'm dreaming. It's it's hard to explain. Oh my God. How do you feel, Donuts? I just feel ecstatic, so, so happy, and so proud of myself. You're making me cry right oh. now, believe me. Yeah. Sitting on the couch with Adriana next to me, mm-hmm. and you handed me that book. I was like, what is this? Yeah. On Mother's Day, never in my life 
that I have dreamed that yeah. it was a trip to Italy. Yeah. I gave <laughs> you this book basically on um, why and how I loved you. Yes. And yes. Um, at the end of the book, I surprised you and said, we're going to go to Italy. Um, you two thousand turn the page. Yeah. 2015. Yep. Yeah. Yes, um, that was and those memories were, were great and, and, you know, always will cherish those. And then also, um, uh, my Greek town apartment, my first ever oh, apartment, yeah. that was a moment Yes, that yeah. we had. That was a moment, um, a, 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 one of the few moments in person where you told me how proud you were. Yes, I was. I did. Because <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah. I was just shocked when I pressed the elevator. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I can't believe he's doing this. Yeah. And I kept thinking to myself, I hope he's got the money for the rent. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just, I couldn't believe that you were downtown. Yeah. In, you know, of all places. Right. You know, getting your own place. It just, yeah, was very you know surprising. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of beautiful memories of us traveling when I was younger. All the vacations, yes, um, yes, great times too. We just, I think it was, I think it was Lisa and I that just talked about it when we went to Aruba, mm. and I said to Lisa, it was so funny because most kids would love to go like on the ocean and all that, and I remember you kept saying it's too hot, man. I, I don't like it here. I don't know why he <laughs> brought me here. I don't like it. I don't want to go in that water. No, I'm not yeah. shark. No, I'm not going. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, Aruba for me, I was 13. Yeah. It was actually Adriana's age. No interest whatsoever. Yeah. I don't know a lot of 13 no. year olds though with Aruba. No. But. but I mean, Mike was with you. He wanted to yeah. do things. You just yeah. didn't. I was also very lazy. Yeah. You wanted to stay in the room as a kid. And I was like, oh my God, here he is in Aruba. And he wants to stay in the room. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You were as a kid. Yes. Very lazy. You never like, want to do anything outside when i'd say justin you know help me pull weeds or help me do oh no no Mm -mm. No, i was very lazy yeah you just wanted to stay in your room yeah actually another question i forgot to ask was um did i did i ask you about what what was your most um enjoyable character traits that i had or like personality traits i mean like again you were very quiet shy but actually i'll help you remember the Mother's Day cards that I used to write. Oh, yeah. I mean, things yeah. like that. Like, I still have a lot of that. Yeah. I have a lot of the letters that you wrote me. Yeah. Like, when you would do something wrong, and <laughs> instead of you coming saying to me, Mom, I'm really sorry. You know, we need to talk about what I did. Or, yeah. You'd give me a two-page letter. Yeah. And couldn't spell for nothing. No. <laughs> I do remember those. <laughs> and actually, I even have one that you wrote to somebody else that I still have. But... Yeah, you would go with the letters or the cards. Yeah. That was your way of showing that you were wrong, mm-hmm. expressing, like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. But, I mean, as far as, like, personality, you had a fun personality. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you wanted to be, like, we go to Lisa's and say maybe it would be someone's birthday, mm-hmm. and everyone would be around and that you'd be having a good time and mm-hmm joking and what have you you and i would tell jokes and yeah you know goof around but for the most part yeah you you were kind of just like in your room yeah in the summer when you'd be out of school you'd sleep mm-hmm. you know until two o'clock and yeah yeah lazy mm-hmm. uh kept to myself for yes sure. you did yeah yeah this room was like your whole little it was my haven world yeah yeah it was definitely it was my safe haven yes, it for was. sure yes and the other, the funny thing is, is uh, I can't wait for Shay 
to watch this. I meant to say this earlier um, <laughs> because there's a lot of things. She does a very good job of taking the time to get to know the childlike part of me. You know, how I was raised, what I lacked, what I got, so on and so forth. So I'm really excited for her to really watch this because, and, and I think for a lot of people to make sense, um, you know, I've always said uh, men need to be more vulnerable and we need to be more transparent. I know it's difficult, um, you know, because we're not really shown that as, as kids, as young boys, mainly from our fathers. But ironically enough, for me, it was from both my parents. It was very difficult for you to be vulnerable. Uh, my dad, for sure, transparent for both, both very stubborn. My were the highway, very difficult to live with. Both you guys were. So I think for Shay, hopefully she understands these are the things that I'm trying, I'm, where I'm coming from and where I'm trying to go. And it's it's a lot to kind of process and, and maneuver and heal and fix and so on and so forth. Um, but again, understanding your childhood really puts, again, you know, things in perspective for me. Um, Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Okay, so this is part of the show where I have, it's called the round of rapid fire questions. So I ask you five questions that you have no idea about. And uh, it's to just get the natural reaction from you. Okay, so question number one is, what's one experience you've had in your life that you're most fond of could be childhood could be recently anything like one of the happiest moments of your life oh my goodness yeah, take your time there's so many yeah well i guess i would have to say my first car okay i mean it was beautiful yeah it was a 1969 Oldsmobile Cutlass. Okay. Gorgeous car. Um, I was very happy about that. Mm-hmm. My second, I would say when I first got married and first had Lisa, mm-hmm. my first child, I was ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Very, very happy. Okay. And then my second one. Third. Or third, sorry. Mm-hmm. Would be when you were born. Mm-hmm. And then after that would be the house yeah, that we're in today. Yeah. That was one of my happiest moments. Mm-hmm. Going to Italy. Yeah. was definitely um, very memorable and like just wonderful vacation. I mean, who goes to Italy and loses 10 pounds? <laughs> <laughs> I walked forever, but we'll get into that another time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, that was definitely, yeah. definitely one of my happiest moments. Okay. Um, question number two, if you could go back and change anything, would you, and if so, what would it be? Well, to be honest with you, and probably for my friends and family that watch this, they're probably going to pass out right now (laughs) when I say this, (laughs) but probably to get your father after you were born to change Mm. into being a father and a husband and staying married and turning out to be a happy family. Wow. Yeah. Why? So you could have had a family life. 
yeah. with a father. Mm. Yeah. If I could have paid or got someone to train your father or, yeah. or like locked him up in a room with someone that could knock some sense in his head mm-hmm. so you could just have that fatherly figure in that life mm. with growing up with two parents, yeah. a mother and a father. Mm. All right. Question number three, what's one model that you live by for life? Always being there for my grandkids. Mm. I have to say. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Always being there for my grandkids. Yeah. No matter what. So question number four is, is uh, a little deep, a little dark, but again, I, I, I don't know. Something's always been wanting, uh, something's been in me to, to want to ask you. Um, do you ever think about death? I mentioned how oh, I, yes, do. I do. Mm. Yes, I do. And that's why even just last night when you, I don't know how we got a subject of cremation. Yeah. But it was hard for me to go to sleep then because mm. that scares me. Yeah. And I'll tell you why it scares me. Yeah. There's a part of me That no matter what or who you will be with, mm-hmm. when I die, I feel you're going to miss me. Almost like it's going to be cutting off your arm because of the relationship and the bond throughout all these years that we have put together. Yeah. And my grandkids, I feel so sorry because I know they're going to miss me too because of the relationship that I have with them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it does scare me. It really does. I have to say it scares me a lot because I just feel like I'll be abandoning them. Abandoning They really love yeah. me. And I don't want to see them suffer like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I just don't. I mean, I, I guess the best thing I could say is when I die, no matter what, just remember all the good times. Of course. You know, because that's the way I want to be remembered. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of people, as a matter of fact, Brittany can tell you this, because I've said to her at my funeral, I don't want people crying and all that. I said, and Brittany, to get them to stop crying if they are, I said, I want you to play Head to the Bone because you have <laughs> my favorite song. <laughs> I said, you put that on, Brittany, because I want it to be a, a happy moment. Because yeah. that's how I want people to remember me. You know, crazy Donna. You know, who, who would ask for something like this? Mm. And I want people to laugh and, and just remember the good and the yeah. fun that they have with me. So, yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah, it's, and by the way, that is your ringtone today for me. I know. Back to I the know. bone when it's you my call. my favorite song. <laughs> My favorite song, yeah, um, one of my favorites, I should say. But I, I, um, <clears throat> I actually used to think about you passing a lot more when I was younger. Um, as I get older, because you have somebody. Well, see, you it's you don't have to worry that. Well, it's it's a little bit of that for sure, um, but it's also like, um, for a long time, like maybe up until. Uh, mid twenties. 
I, I couldn't live. I didn't know how to live without you. I, I didn't know like how to function without you. Even when we were, you know, not talking for a couple months, you know, um, but I really struggled with that. Um, but then again, it's back to what I said, because you didn't have anybody like you have now. Now yeah, you have Shay. For sure. And she's brought like a total different yeah. view for you because again, she is going to fill my void. Mm-hmm. Is basically what she's going to do when I'm gone. Yeah. She will. Yeah. I mean, uh, she definitely has a lot to do with it. And I think something, something clicked for me. I don't know what it is, but I, um, I, at one point I just kind of stopped being so dependent on you. And it's not like, I mean, I lived on my own for as long as I can yeah. remember now. Um, you know, it's not even about that. It's just more so like, um, it's like a mentality, like, uh, you know, whenever things were really bad, I would call you. Things were really good, I would call you. Whatever, yeah. I would always call. And even before Shay, I had a, a moment of, like, kind of peace with it all. Kind of like, I mean, it's not in my control, you know. Um, when it happens, I'll have to just deal with this. But it was more of, like, an acceptance. Like, because I knew I couldn't control it. Um, so Unfortunately, death we cannot control. Right. Right. Um, okay, last and final question for you. What does Donna admire most about Donna? My love for my children. Mm. And again, my grandkids. Yeah. I mean, family to me is everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because when my brother was alive, he was like the glue kind of that kept us together. Yeah. And now I try, um, which I've I've made some good progress, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say family is yeah everything to me. I mean, it really is. Yeah, and I would definitely will attest that um, you've made a lot of improvements over the last actually uh, since your surgeries. So maybe you're. I mean, not to, I didn't believe you, but you're right as far as it gave you another outlook and a perspective on life and made and you realize. second chance. Yeah. On life. Even, so I even, was able to kind of start yeah. over. And, yeah. You know. Even like uh, when you helped me with my knee surgery, um, I was really taken back by how willing and able and giving you were um, in helping me for like two weeks. And I just remember like, I was so surprised um, because I never really got that type of uh, motherly love, I guess, from you, per se. Um, Well, we were never put in a position. I was never put in a position to help you when you were really, like, helpless. Yeah, well, because of the surgery, you couldn't get around. Yeah. And I knew you lived by yourself. What was I going to do? Yeah. You know, so I'm like, no, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. You know. I think the other thing is, it, like, as far as not giving you an opportunity to help me, um, it's to this day still definitely way more back then. Really hard for me to ask for help. Very hard. You're the same. Oh yeah. Very hard for us to ask for help, <laughs> um, because you know back then I used to think it showed weakness. I got it. I'll do it. Or, I know you can relate to this. No one will do it like us. Exactly. 
You know, don't, I'll clean. It's fine. Right. I'll clean. Like I could make dinner, <laughs> and Lisa could say, "That's okay, man. I'll do the dishes." I'll be like, "Okay." Yeah. And the minute she leaves, there I am, changing everything around. Yeah. I have you. And before I would probably say, when I was younger, like, "Oh no, I got it. Don't worry. Go home. I'll be okay." Yeah. Now, yeah, of course, I do look forward to the help or whatever. Yeah. But still, not maybe like I should ask. Yeah. For, but see, I'm such an independent person. Yeah. And it's also just, we're stubborn. Yeah. We are very prideful. But for me, I've kind of always had to be independent. Yeah. Because I don't really have too many people, again, you know, to take care of me. So I am very, very independent. Yeah. And again, stubborn, that's got to be my way or the highway. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) I hate to say it, but. Honey, see? It's true. (laughs) See, love? Sorry, Shay. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I'll make sure that don't happen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Well, this is, uh, the last and final thing for the episode. Um, I always take a moment to acknowledge my guest. Um, so, uh, I don't even know where to start, but I got a couple of things. First of all, um, thank you again for coming on. I know you were like super nervous. Um, I, I didn't want to tell you this, but um, there are thousands of people who watch this. There are like, like I've had a video that 80,000 people have seen, 50,000, so on and so forth. I didn't want to tell you that because I knew it would freak you out. But I would have never did it. I know. That's another reason why I didn't tell you. But you were amazing and you did such a good job. It flowed naturally and beautifully. I knew just, I knew it would be that way. I just needed you to kind of see it to believe it kind of thing but um you were great and this will help out so many people it helped me i hope it helped you too it'll help shay and adriana again one of the main reasons why i wanted to do this was i I didn't want to have any regret same reason why i took you to italy when i did you know i didn't want to have any regret in case something were to happen and i'm sitting there you know saying i should have taken her to italy when i blah 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 i also want to acknowledge you for always being there for me. I remember as a kid, you know, I was I was always in trouble in school. And then even like with racism stuff in school, um, you always had my back, you know. Even when I was wrong, you would have my back. Um, even when kids were picking on me in school and bullying me, oh, yeah. I'd come home and, what's wrong? I thought I just dropped you off. Why are you already back? And oh, so-and-so. And you would get in the car and drive, oh, yeah. you know. Um, and... That that was really helpful and impactful for me because I ne- I grew up always thinking no one was ever there for me aside from you, um, and that's also why it was so hard for me to accept um, when you chose your partner over me at that particular time. Um, him and I didn't get along. I was seventeen, eighteen, and he gave you an ultimatum and said it's either me or Justin. And you chose him. And the reason why that was so hard, I've never maybe said this to you. I remember thinking, there's no way. Not this person. Not not my mom. There's there's no way. My dad, sure. Stepdad, sure. Girls, fine. Friends, whatever. But not you. And when you did, it broke my heart. Because <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, this is us this is me and you 
I talked about all the things we were as a, as when I was a child. We, we we would be inseparable. Like we had such a bond. We we went through everything together. The ups, the downs. There was a lot of downs. You broke my heart, you know. And it was it was really hard for me to this day, if I'm being honest, to forgive you for that. Um, I accept it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I know your heart. I know it's probably. Um, not to put words in your mouth, but it's probably a regret for you. Um, but you know, it was just really hard for me. Um, coming from an abandonment issue, as you knew with my dad and then for you to abandon me, I'm like, so see, I guess I didn't look at it like I was abandoning you. Yeah. I chose you over somebody else. You chose them over me. Yeah. Well, one person over you. Yeah. And so to me though, was, I didn't feel like. You know, that I was abandoning you. I still wanted you to stay here and that you're the one who said, no, you know, I, I got to move. Well, now. no, because he said, if I come back, well, he's still here. Right. But I mean, so it it was just, I didn't feel as that yeah. strong of a word. Yeah, like yeah. That, you mm-hmm. know, you thought. yeah. And, and the feeling that you have, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. Um, My thing, to be honest with you, and this is very selfish, of course, of me as a mother, but... <laughs> Back then, I was into Harley so much yeah. that I was, like, obsessed right. with them. Mm-hmm. And when I finally found a Harley guy, mm-hmm. which was one of my dreams, mm-hmm. that I'd have someone to ride with and do things with, it was just, like, a whole new life opened up for me. Yeah. And, well, also, full circle, though, it's back to the first guy who ever showed you love. Yeah. You know, this guy we're talking about in particular, he showed you a lot of yeah, love. Yeah, he did. And yeah. here it is. The the cycle keeps repeating. Yeah. And unfortunately, yeah, you kind of made like a permanent decision on a temporary feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's uh, yeah, it's, it's I'm sure that <clears throat> oh, I know. I mean, we've talked about it a couple of times. Yeah. How bad you felt and what have you, and and it's unfortunate because of. Yeah. Well, you know, though, maybe this will help, I guess, mm. for now. I think that decision back then, you couldn't understand. And it was heartbreaking, mm-hmm. I'm sure. But if you look at it now, Justin, I would be alone if it wasn't for that. Yeah. And, I mean, we're not going to get into the, mm-hmm. the whole situation of it. Mm-hmm. But I think by you living in L.A., I think you do have some peace of mind knowing that I'm not here. Oh, of course. Myself. I mean, there's there's a lot. And the help yeah. that he does give. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's some good and there was some bad with it. There was. There's a lot. Not even take me off the table, but there's a lot of bad just because oh. of the no question. stress no that question. is caused and all that. You know, so. No question. Um, yeah, I mean, listen, everything happens for a reason, but mm-hmm. that moment right. was a, a, a catalyst for me and a pillar in my foundation of trust for people, let alone love, um, that I am to this day. I'm, this is not my to like. No, I know. Yeah, I'm just I know. getting this out. Um, to this day is so hard for me to to heal from, and it, it has affected me in my entire life thereafter especially in relationships because anytime i would let someone get close to me i'd be so afraid they would hurt me so i would hurt them before i got hurt 
and that's like with Shay too, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just hard, but <clears throat> well, definitely try yeah. very, very hard not to ever take it out on her because no, no, she will be there for you 300%. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, she'll never hurt you say it like that. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I definitely would yeah. go to my grave with that. Yeah, for sure. But you know how it is. Like when you have those trust issues, yeah. Um, yeah. it's hard to let people in completely, fully, transparently, all the way. Yes, it is. Knowing, because you, that feeling that you have is, there's a saying that says, um, people forget um, what you say to them, but they never forget how you made them feel. And that feeling of abandonment and mis- um, uh, being taken advantage of or um, being neglected and rejected, um, that never goes away. Mm-hmm. And especially when you really like love someone, you're trying to get so you're trying to, it's like a, it's a fight for me. I want to let Shay all the way in, but my heart, my subconscious parts of my heart, parts of my subconscious are like, Hey, but remember, look what happened back when, look what happened back then. Look what happened to this situation. And it's just uh right. But it's a little bit different with a mother and wife. Right. But I'm saying like you know my mean? dad, you yeah. Mike Mitch there's a lot of things here you know but to your point that's family this is love right. this you know exactly and this is a new chapter in your life yeah you got to let the old chapter go yeah well i have to and i'm sure it's difficult but yeah you have to so i know i'm i'm working can, on it for sure you know let her in because yeah yeah again for sure working on it um but i think um she understands how hard, um, you know, a lot of things were and why I kind of am the way I am and do some of the things that I do. And it helps when you really, you know, like if you understood any of your husband's past, the way they were raised, like to detail, and maybe if they were able to be transparent, open with you and telling you, you know, like I tell Shay, it's, I'm sorry, it's really hard for me because of blah, blah, blah. She understands that so much more. It would have been a lot easier for you and your relationship and them with you too they would have known your childhood and stuff. So again, if you know, this is all for people listening and watching at this mm-hmm. point to take away, understand that when you love someone today, you also have to love the childlike part of them. You have to love and respect and be sensitive to what they went through back when and make sense of it all because it, um, it all, everything stems back from childhood, no matter how we look at it the one thing I've really learned in therapy. So, um, but anyways, this was like uh, way off from the acknowledgement moment, but really quick back to that and we can end. Um, and I think I wrote this in your letter when we were um, for my wedding. Mm-hmm. One thing that I really uh, hope for you um, is that you're proud. And that I am very, very proud of you. Very proud of you. Um, Cause <laughs> I am trying. I know you are. I know you are. And you have succeeded, Justin. I think I just told you that even in that virtual yeah. birthday and, yeah. and birthday cards, yeah. Christmas cards, what have you. You have definitely succeeded my expectations of you. I mean, you really have. And I know there's still more to come. You yeah, done. for sure. 
So I'm hoping that I can still be here. Yeah. You know, to see some more success. And, yeah. And hopefully um, more um, grandkids for you to yes, love. Yes. <laughs> a grandson. Especially a boy. <laughs> Please. Yeah. For everyone, uh, my mom has three granddaughters. No, no grandson. So, um, but I mean, they're the best. Oh yeah, yeah. And, but you know, I, I know you want a boy, but yeah, too. I just would like a little boy. Yeah, <laughs> but that you know the being proud, and then um, I really hope I've I've done enough. I've done my part. I've said enough. I've shown enough um, for you to know how much I love you. I do, and you have. You've been over backwards for me, and you've been there for me too. An awful lot, you know, through ups and downs and yeah. so many different things. That's why I say you're kind of like, I guess I could say my ride or die, <laughs> you know, my soulmate, you know. Yeah. I know it sounds silly because a soulmate's normally a, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, or husband, wife, but yeah. a soulmate can be any type of a soulmate, yeah. really, to be honest with you. Um, there's really no perfect definition, I guess, yeah. or permanent definition. Yeah. So, but yes, you have definitely made me proud. Good. And I want you to continue. To yeah. Keep going down the same path that you're doing. Well, I feel like um, I'm just getting started with this, and I really feel like this is the legacy back to that. So um, I'm looking forward to it. But this was um, kind of a, a check off my new added um, things to my bucket list to have you on and to have these conversations uh i'm looking forward to more well now that i know how many viewers you have <laughs> it'll be questionable i'll have to just record our phone I calls i guess say, <laughs> it'll be very questionable yeah because now this is in the back of my head well when i have my own show and there's oh, real cameras and I, camera I, crews I and stands full of people um that's so yeah. if you can this is nothing this is the lowest scale it'll ever be. Okay. But I'll remember this. <laughs> yeah. For now, this is, this yeah. is good. Yeah, I'm happy with this. Well, thank you again, Mom. I love you. You're very, very welcome. I love you, too. And uh, I hope this helps out a lot of people. So um, you guys were like a fly on the wall for us. This is, you know, we're almost at three hours. This is normal for us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but I, I really hope everyone also takes this as a sign and a message that, you know, maybe you needed to hear this, maybe you needed to hear all of this. And I hope it puts things in perspective. Hope you understand, get more clarity, more closure, and, um, ultimately just find happiness in whatever that is, uh, you know, causing any type of pain or has caused pain. So until next time. Yes. Thank you very much. <laughs> I enjoyed this. <laughs> all right. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.